Hello and welcome to Pastor Well. I am Herschel York, Dean of the School of Theology at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary in Louisville, Kentucky. I'm also pastor of the Buck Run Baptist Church in Frankfurt. Pastor Well is dedicated to helping servants of the Lord Jesus be faithful in ministry, especially pastors, and we like to do that by uh, asking and answering questions of significance in pastoral ministry. Uh, today, I want to talk about how to keep your church focused on missions, missions-minded, we, we call it. How do you do that? Well, there's no shortcut. You really do have to talk about it a lot. First of all, this shouldn't be difficult because the Bible is really primarily about God's mission of redeeming his people. And as we preach the Bible, we need to teach that that's what's going on, and furthermore, how God uses us to fulfill that mission. The Great Commission should be paramount in our minds and in our, our preaching. But uh, I think this comes into the church in multiple ways. Uh, think about the way you take up missions offering. Now, I think giving, giving your money, I think is the easiest way to support missions. I think other things are far more difficult, far more challenging. But everybody can give something to missions. And I think you need to ask your people to do it. It's certainly true, like in our Southern Baptist churches, through supporting the cooperative program, there's a way that we just do that, of, co of course. A certain percentage of our dollars go to the cooperative program, and that goes to missions. And that's great. I'm a great believer in that. It's a wonderful mechanism by which we regularly support missions. But people don't always feel ownership of it. That's why special mission efforts and special mission giving I think is really helpful in creating that missions spirit and atmosphere in your church. So in our church, which is Southern Baptist Church at Christmas, we take up what Southern Baptist churches are asked to take up, the Lottie Moon Christmas offering for international missions. And at Buck Run, we give a, really a very large offering every year. Last year, our offering was over $100,000. and. Uh, for a church our size, that really is quite significant. And I'll tell you how we do it. I challenge them every year at Christmas. I say, give more to missions than you spend on any single person at Christmas time. If indeed Christmas is about celebrating the incarnation, the coming of our Lord Jesus Christ into this world, if it is representative of his birthday, then make it about him. And don't spend more on anybody in your life than you give to honor the Lord Jesus. And our people receive that challenge. I think it's a great way to challenge them because it's proportional. People that don't have that much to spend on their kids have less to give, obviously, uh, to missions as well. But it still tells them, make it about Jesus. People who are more liquid, shall we say, people who have more money can give more, but they still make it about Jesus. And as a result, we have a really large Christmas offering. And that has become really the part of the fabric of our, our church life. It's one way that on a regular basis, we're challenging our people to make it about the Lord, make it about missions. Another thing we do is we really want to adopt missionaries. Are there missionaries that you, you and your church can get behind? You're involved in their ministry. You support them in helpful ways on the field. You go visit them on the field. Uh, our church has two IMB missionaries that are in Panama, and we regularly send teams down there. 
one year uh, I had uh, some budget money left over, and I went down to see them at Christmas just to spend a day with them and to say, hey, what can I do for you? How can I pour into you? And our that missionary said one of the most gratifying things anyone's ever said to me. He said, other than Jesus himself, this is the greatest Christmas gift I've ever received. And, you know, just going to say, we care about you. How can I pour into you? How can we help you? It's really, really helpful. So uh, we have teams that go down there. Uh, we brought people up uh, from, the, you know, the indigenous people that he's working with that are Christians uh, we've had in our church. So adopt a, a, a part of, of a mission strategy, uh, an unreached people group, where your church takes a responsibility to reach people who've never been reached. And I'm a believer in mission trips. People ask about mission trips a lot. Sometimes missionaries, I hear missionaries on the field say they don't like mission trips because when churches send teams, they they take more, they cause more trouble than they're worth. Well, it's your job to make sure that's not so. How do you do that? Well, if you send a team on a mission trip, you need to make sure that they are alleviating uh, suffering problems rather than contributing to them. So when we take trips, uh, mission groups, we make sure we have, we have several meetings ahead of time and we stress to them, this is not Christian tourism. This is not about you getting an experience. This is not about uh, you having stories to tell. We're going down, we're, we've got specific jobs that we've been asked to do, and we're gonna do those. And we tell everybody every time, the one thing we can promise you is that this will not go as planned. There's always stuff that happens on the mission field. People get dysentery, people get sick, uh, uh, People get worms. I could tell you lots of stories. Of course, most of my experience is in the Amazon in South America, and I've had about everything you can get in the Amazon in South America. And that's what it costs to get the gospel to people. And our people need to learn that there's a cost involved in taking the gospel to people. So when you take a mission trip, you make sure that people understand it's not about us or our experience. It's about the mission. Uh, and then... You need to send missionaries. I think every church should be saturated with prayer that the Lord would raise up from among your midst your best and your brightest. I remember when I, I prayed this at, at, at Buck Run, I began to pray that the Lord would take our very best and our brightest. And you know who he took? Our executive pastor and his family. And then he, we had a, a man in our church that was a, Larry, a, a local high school principal and man, he was like a Pied Piper. We had so many kids coming to our church because of his gospel influence. And he went with our executive pastor out to Colorado to start a church. Five families went. They were our best and our brightest. God had answered my prayer. It cost us. We miss them to this day. But there's a church in Colorado that exists now because the Lord took our best and our brightest. And now they're actually planting another church. That happens because you pray for it to happen. It happens because you lay it all on the altar and say, Lord, you take what's yours. The old Baptist Union in, in England uh, 100 years ago used to have a, a, a symbol, an emblem, and it was an ox between an altar and a plow. 
and it said, ready for either. That's the way I think our churches need to live, that we're ready for either. The Lord wants to put us in harness so that we work in the fields, or if he wants to put us on the altar of service so that we go, that's the way we live. Everything that we have belongs to the Lord Jesus. Our people are not ours, our, our church is not ours. They're part of the mission. And the more you proclaim that and preach that and teach that, the more you'll see the Lord calling people out. What? How did Jesus t- teach us to pray? He said, pray the Lord of the harvest, that he'll send forth laborers. Sometimes we make our prayer more about, Lord, grow our church or help us get big. That's not the purpose. Uh, we don't want to just get big and bloated. We, we want to send people out so that they're taking the gospel to the ends of the earth. The other thing I would tell you as a pastor, you really need to quit being selfish and free people up to give to things other than merely through your church. Now that feels scary to a pastor. We get in our minds that if people start giving to other ministries, they'll give less to the church and we'll have financial problems. My experience is exactly the opposite. When you are stingy, with the Lord's people, the Lord's money, you're gonna have less. When you cast your bread upon the waters, when you encourage your people to give, if if there's a ministry God lays on your heart that is doctrinally sound, teaching, preaching the gospel, if God lays it on your heart, give. Trust that they won't do it at the expense of their, of their home congregation. You should teach that they have to make they have to be faithful to giving to the Lord's church but don't fear if they give to some other things free them up and the more they buy into the mission the more they'll be invested in what you're doing in your local church it it just works hand in hand arm in arm that if they get burdened for the mission they'll give more take them on a mission trip when they see lostness They'll want to do more. And by the way, if you are Southern Baptist, you need to talk it up. I am such a believer in our mission program, the cooperative program, the way that we send missionaries from local churches, but through the strategy of the International Mission Board, the North American Mission Board, the way we're planting churches, the way that we cooperate in order to train pastors and missionaries in our seminaries, But it's not enough just for you to put that in your budget. Your people need to own it. They need to buy into it. They need to see the investment that they're making. And finally, tell the stories. Tell the stories of what God is doing through your people. Uh, Share testimonies. I learned a long time ago that you reproduce what you honor. And if you honor people for going, for giving, for sending, for being faithful in the mission, you'll reproduce more of it. When you as a pastor see, well, here's a commitment someone made. Here is a trip someone took. Here's a missionary someone supported. Uh, here is uh, a, a um, an organization that someone gave to. And you highlight that, you'll get more of it. The more you focus on that mission, the more mission buy-in you'll have. It's just the way it works. What did Jesus talk talk about? He talked about the mission. He talked about the lost. 
why he came. He gave the Great Commission. What's the book of Acts talk about? It talks about the mission, being witnesses to him, Jerusalem, Judea, uh, Samaria, the uttermost parts of the world. And so we've got to keep that strategy going in our churches, in our people. And when we do that, we'll pastor well. <laughs>